Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people with nine lives. I'm Danny. And I'm Wallace. And we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Wallace, what did we watch this week? This week we watched Batman Returns, but where did he return from? Yeah, that's a good question. That question is never answered. (laughs) That's a good question. That question is never answered, and I will be coming back to that point. Do you think Batman was still doing stuff in between Batman and Batman Returns? Or was he just... He made more bat suits. He went because in yeah. the first one we only see him in the one, and then we get that closet scene. In He's this got one. a whole rack of got bat suits. all kinds of bat suits and bat boots, and yeah. just keeping off or busy mm. doing his laundry. I never. It literally. Where did he go? Never. <laughs> Where did he go? No one seems to think he's back from anywhere. He's been there the whole time. I think he's just returning to the studio, to the movie studio. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Another Batman movie. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Batman two. Batman. Batman 2. Batman 2 Batman is a movie I would 100% go see. I would totally see that. Yes. Batman 2. Give us more money. Yeah. That's... What if they did a Batman movie where it was all Batmans in their costumes? Batman. Batman. In their costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. From their movies. Like all the Batman? like a council of Batman. Oh, God. I think I just came. (laughs) (laughs) Mackenzie and I had a full-on, like, because I was watching Batman when he got home the other night, and mm. he was like, oh, this is the Michael Keaton one, right? He's like, what do you think of Michael Keaton as Batman? And I was like, I think he's my favorite Batman of all time. Mm. And he was like, what? Like, even more than Christian Bale? And I was like, yes, Christian Bale's not a great Batman. Well, well, we'll get into that, but for right now... I'm, re- I'm ready to stand on it. I'll stand with it right now. Christian Bale's not my favorite either, but we'll talk about who my favorite is when I get to Who's it. your favorite? I can't tell you. Yes, you can. You, it's not. It's a bias. It's an opinion at this point. We haven't like scientifically gone through it as part of the process. I'll tell you just because we're probably going to talk about him next week anyway. So Kevin yeah. Conroy. Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman. I don't. I'm not familiar with that Batman. He was the Batman from Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and every made-for-TV Batman movie and all the Batman video games. He's mm. done more hours as Batman than any other actor. That is something. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of hours. He's really good. How many more hours has he done than Adam West? I don't know exactly. I know I've read that statistic, though, but he's... I've read it on the internet. That's I mean, true. Batman, the animated series, is like 120 episodes, so that's like 60 hours right there, and then four or five movies, so 70 hours plus... Five or six video games, so let's see, like a hundred hours, hundred and ten hours. Hundred and ten hours. That's the name of it. That's what they should name the movie about him. <laughs> hundred and ten hours. Hundred and ten hours. Also, when you put a number in the name of your movie, that means it's the top of the list when people do them alphabetically. Smart. Yeah. Smart thinking. I know that because of HBO. Mm-hmm. Thanks, HBO. What was that band? I was gonna say. Hmm. There's some band that did that, like ABBA or something, that named them their band specifically towards like the front of the alphabet so that they would be 
for their open record stores. It's not ABBA. Somebody else. ACDC? Could have been. I want to say Turbo Negro, but they're pretty far they're down. They're pretty far back so from the alphabet, so yeah. if that was their goal, they did a very bad job. Yeah. Their original name was going to be Nazi Penis, then they changed it to Turbo Negro, so that couldn't have been them. They were going in the wrong direction. Right. Nazi Penis, I like that. That's a pretty good name. Not, I guess, a thing. Like, I don't like Nazi <laughs> Penis, but I, I like that as a name. You've got a thing for Nazis, for men in uniform. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Any kind of the uniform. The worst. It's not picky. You're not picky about it. Yeah, I love garbage men. <laughs> Police officers, uh, the people wearing those MTA vests, picking mm. up trash. Maitre D's. Maitre D's. Bell hops. Yes. <laughs> um, who else? Elevator operators with the, the little hats. The little monkey little hats. hats. The little yeah, little monkey hats. Mm-hmm. Um, people who drive uh, the carriage horses. Mm. Um, you just can't can't help yourself around those guys. Cannot help it. <laughs> uh, but waiters, no. No, no waiters? No, nope, doesn't do it for me. Mm. Just, I don't know. Not a good enough uniform. Yeah. What do you think about men in uniform in general? Like speaking, like seriously, not kidding around. Oh. Does that do anything for you? Not really. Mm. I think um, my general distaste for the military kind of trickles into that. Like yeah. I really support service women and men. I think what they do is an incredible thing. But I also think that it's a tool of an incredibly corrupt system that doesn't care that much about the people that are in it or veterans or the people in countries that they're in, and that the price of human life should be valued as more than just a tool for a corporate whatever. I just read this great book called War is a Racket mm-hmm. by Dudley Smedley or something. It's a, He's got a weird name. Dudley Smedley! Yeah. <laughs> but he's the most decorated Marine in U.S. history, and he wrote this big anti-war book about how it's just all like a machine to just make rich people richer and and if he thinks that yeah. as the most decorated marine in history then i'm allowed to say that i also think that <laughs> as someone who has not served in the military chelsea's gone on record as having not supported the troops she's been no! very adamant about okay, that so here's an example. chelsea hates the troops <laughs> so my younger my youngest brother when he was uh, like 16 or 17 turned saying that he wanted to go into the army after high school instead of going to college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're just going to end up like in the infantry. You're going to end up being just like a pawn for mm-hmm. someone to send into a battle. And oops, you got killed. You're not even going in as an officer. Oops, you got killed. Oops, you got killed. That should be <laughs> the title of Dick Cheney's um, memoir. Oops, you got oops, killed. Oops, you got killed. Um, so it was like one of those things that we really butted heads on. It was like then that I realized I was like, whoa, I'm really not pro-military. And Mm -hmm. I get that there are some people who go into it and it like changes their life for the positive, but I know so many people it's had such negative effects on. Yeah. Um, one of my best friend, one of her boyfriends ended up killing himself because of PTSD. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, PTSD, he was a paratrooper who was injured, really tore up his shoulder and back got honorably discharged, was going to college, dealing with his PTSD, mostly by drinking and whatever. Uh, And then he'd been out long enough and rehabbed enough that they told him that he basically had to Mm re-enlist because he hadn't finished his other term. And then like a couple weeks later, he killed himself because he couldn't go back to it. And uh, I think that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I have a friend who uh, is in the army, or he wasn't, I think he's out now. 
Um, I remember him. He's out now. You talk about it like it's jail because it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is literally it is. jail. Yeah. He hated it. He was miserable. No one. No I remember, one likes it. I remember when he was talking about signing up. I'm like, Robbie, I've never met anyone who hates authority more than you. Why would you do this? And he's like, no, it'll be good for me. I'm like, but you hate every, you hate being told what to do more than anyone I've ever met. Right. And he got in, he was me like, this was a mistake. Yeah. No, I know so many people like that that are like, no, it'll be good for me. It'll give me structure. And like when you talk to a recruiter about it, they're yeah. like, no, like people that are like that generally end up in positions of authority and whatever. And like I once brief, so, so briefly dated a guy who was like 6'10". And Jesus he, Christ. I know. That was it was very, very brief, not because of his height, but because of him, but it didn't. Anyway, on our first date, he was talking about his military career and how he, like, wanted to be, he, his goal was always to fly planes, uh -huh. and so he joined... Can you fly planes if you're that tall? He joined, he, that, he went to the army recruiter and told them, this is what I want to do, and they were like, all right, sign up. So he signs up, he gets in there, he goes through his training. When they start, like, specializing you, he was like, they were like, oh, you're too tall to yeah. fly a plane. But you can fly helicopters. So he was like, okay. So he stayed in. And then when it came time to actually start that, they were like, no, no, no. You're too tall to do that. Uh, so then he got stuck as like an infantry position. And then he luckily ended up being on a color guard um, around 9-11. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, that was unlucky. Well, oh, because he wasn't... Okay, color guard is like it's like a, it's five like, guys. It's like an honor. Yeah, okay, it's like yeah. it's an okay. honor and whatever. Okay, yeah, but yeah. you have to be a certain height to be able to be in it. Gotcha. And everybody, he lucked out that everyone who was in it was like really tall. Mm. But that they just lied to his face. Yeah. And they were allowed to do that. I was like, that seems very illegal. Yeah. But, eh, so no, it does not exactly <laughs> turn me on, the men in uniform thing. I remember when I was 18, or I guess... A little before I, I turned in. When I was like 17, I was like getting out of high school, and you start getting bombarded uh, if you're a guy, you start getting... They did it to me, too. Really? Did yep. Okay. I got letters from every branch of the military, so many. I briefly considered it, because I was like, I don't want to go to state school. Yeah. And they'll I, pay for it. I guess everybody then starts getting bombarded with yeah. calls from the military. Yeah. I remember one time in particular, a Marine recruiter called me, and like, hello, I'd like to speak to Daniel Rathbun. I'm like, yeah, who's this? This is the United States Marine, blah, blah, and just like hung up on him. And he immediately calls back. He's like, Daniel, you do not hang up on the U.S. Marine. I just hung up again. <laughs> and, and then I get a, a call like immediately back. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not joining the fucking Marines. Leave me. And the guy's like, this is AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious that they called you back. Yeah, the yell at Which me. is like... I get it because they have your name and your phone number. Why would they not? But also, clearly not interested. Yeah. Obviously, not a person who respects authority yeah. enough or like values this. Right. Like, oh, I should respect the Marine. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. Probably not gonna enlist yeah. in the military. And you can't. It's hard to intimidate someone over the phone when you're in a position you have no power over me. You're not my boss. Right. I don't know who you are. I just, right. The rules are kind of tricky, though. There is a point where you're like. Have to sign up? <laughs> I don't know the rules exactly, but he seems pretty adamant that I should, and I don't know. I guess I'll sign up then. Yeah. Um, my uncle does some decent impressions, and mm -hmm. one time he called 
the house when I was, I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade saying he was the president and he wanted to talk to my mom. Mm-hmm. Straight up thought it was the president. Went back, <laughs> gave my mom the phone. I was like, Mom, the president's on the phone for you. And then I found out it was my uncle and I was so pissed. I was like, Damn, he tricked me. And I was like nine or ten years old. And I was like, Man, never mad that like, oh, the president didn't call, but just like, Man, I was so stupid to believe the president would call my mom. <laughs> Yeah. I remember there being like about a month where he gave this up really quickly, but there's about a month where my dad was really pushing me to join the military mm. when I was 16, 17. Right. Dad's like it. Yeah. And, and then they're like, oh, that's not a good thing. Yeah. I was so clear that I did not want this that he gave it up pretty quickly. But uh, there's about a month where he's like, yeah, you should do it. It'd be great. And give you, uh, help pay for college and like teach you discipline and all this. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to go fight in, there's a war going on, dad. Right. Yeah. You're like, this is not like, nope, this would be like someone like during Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. You should sign up. They're going to pay for college. And that's exactly what I said. I'm like, dad, why didn't you go? Why didn't you sign when you turned 18? He's like, well, there's a Vietnam war going on. I was going to go, I would have gotten killed in Vietnam. Like, yeah, I don't want to get killed in Iraq. Yeah. He's like, that's different. It's a different thing. Why? Because of the bombs? Yeah. Is it the bombs and the IUDs and all that cool stuff? It's a totally different part of the world. It's a different Both thing. hot, though. I will yeah. give you that one. I'll give you One's that. the jungle, one's the desert. Could not be more different. <laughs> but, you know, if your dad had been smart, he would have remembered that Batman was worked with the army and was a CIA guy. He mm. probably could have tricked you into it that way. Me? You might have. You might have. I did want to be in the military a lot when I was younger. I, was I think kid. most people do. Yeah. Because, like, you, it is shown to you in a way that's, like, respectful. And yeah. And, like, this is, it's such an important thing. I guess if the military were separate from politics, then I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But it's not. So. There's another great book called Wars of Force that gives us meaning that talks about that exact idea that it's promoted so much as this glorious thing. Then you make statues of war heroes. Right. And especially for young men, it's really promoted the idea that you, you're you not a real man unless you've gone to war. You've right. proven yourself in combat. And, um, I think we're starting to move away from that. And you see a lot more depictions of war as a negative thing. But there's still a lot of that being aimed at children. I think part of it, too, is like not only where you're at in the country, mm-hmm. but also your socioeconomic level. Yeah. Like, I feel like having grown up in a place where my parents came from super, just like grew up really, really poor, have a totally different view of the military than Mm -hmm. I do as someone who grew up not nearly as poor, lower middle class, middle class, and went to a, like, well, I would say middle class, went to a private school where we were like the poorest people there, but everyone else was stupid wealthy. When Mm -hmm. you are around so many other wealthy people, like, the only people in the military that you know are people who are, like, upward-ranking officers, uh-huh. and they are super successful. So that was who my brother was looking at. Right. I was like, oh, this guy's really successful. But he didn't join the military as, like, an 18-year-old. Right. They go to, like, military, like, colleges. Yeah. They or go you to go to college and you're in the ROTC, and then you can join as an officer. And then you join as an officer, yeah. And so it's not the same thing at all. Whereas, like, the people who are joining to try to go to college are going in as people to be like, oh, well, they're just poor. We'll just kill them off. Yeah. Fine. But they've also, they're also the same people who were taught, like, oh, that's a way to lift yourself up out of this. And, like, yeah. oh, so yeah. they view it as, like, a, a much more honorable thing. Like, I have family members who did that. Yeah. There, there's a real, if you're, if you 
don't have a lot of money and you, college is not going to be an option for you. And the, the military is one thing that pretty much everybody can, not everybody, you got to be able to pass certain physical requirements, but yeah. a lot of people can. I don't think they'd take me because of diabetes, which is like one of the only diabetes silver linings. <laughs> I've got a friend who um, is a, because you, you would, everything about them is stuff you would never assume military. They're a, a trans woman. Woman? Start, born a man. Woman. Trans woman. No, trans woman. Mm -hmm. uh, anarchist with like long flowing hair and just, but they were in the military for a while just because they just didn't have options. That must have been terrible. Yeah. And they hated it. And they, their commanding officer hated them. That sounds like a a lawsuit waiting to happen almost. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that they were out as trans at the time. I think that mm. happened later. But uh, just not at all. Just this trans anarchist. Just not somebody who belongs to the military at all. Mm -mm. Or maybe we need more people like that in the military. Maybe that's... Yeah. <laughs> not the kind of people the military wants. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will build an army of trans women anarchists. Speaking of trans woman anarchists, let's talk about this movie. Yeah, Batman. Yeah. That's, that's a great transition, right? That's a thing in this movie. Trans a transition? Ah. ah! Sorry, I'll leave now. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just going to start off with saying I love dating DeVito. So good. So much. So great in everything. That I was automatically 20% more excited to watch this movie than I was to watch the first Michael Keaton Batman movie. The whole time I was struggling. And I love Jack Nicholson, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much as Danny DeVito. Danny uh, Dan DeVito plays the Penguin in this. And the Penguin is, uh, in this version, he's been living in the sewers. He's got little lobster hands. And he's just this gross monster who eats raw fish and cats. Cats. And, um... Was raised by penguins. Yeah. But never found by a zookeeper. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he, he becomes, he runs for mayor of Gotham City. And the whole time I was watching this, I was struggling to think of a way he's not Donald Trump. Me too! Yes. I literally wrote that. I was like, the hand thing. Yeah. Yes. The corrupt political motivations for business. The way he's like so, like not really even trying to Really rich parents he's trying to get back at. Not even trying to hide how terrible he is. Just so openly terrible. Just A lecherous man? Yeah. Just gross and disgusting. Grabbed and that lady by her boobs. And somehow the people are still voting for him and see him as like a hero. Yeah. Even though he, he like bit a guy on the face at one point <laughs> in front of like a crowd bit of people. Bit his nose. In front of a crowd of people who were working for his campaign and continued to work for his campaign. Yeah. There wasn't like people walking out or like. If we watched this movie six months ago, I would have said. This is nonsense. That this would never. How would he become a politician? That couldn't happen. And I'm like, no, I, I get it. Yeah, I it's see it. too real. Yeah, it's too real. Where's Catwoman? <laughs> he also so reminded me just the way he spoke and the way he moved. He just kind of waddled. He reminded me so much of my coworker Brian. The just pussy appointment the guy. The pussy appointment guy. That sounds about right. That's yeah. exactly how Brian moves. Mm. Just kind of waddling side to side. I think that that was a really strong, like, movement choice as an actor, that he didn't do, like, an intentional waddle, but it was almost like one of his legs, like, locked up. Mm -hmm. So then it, like, created a waddle through, like, a limp, basically. He looks great. All the makeup and stuff on, on Danny DeVito oh, is fuck. great. It's perfect. He's got, like, like sharp little teeth and, like, a black mouth and yeah. black tongue. He's great. He's gross. Yeah. Did it... 
Well, I'll, I'll get into this in a second. Let's let's start the uh, the breakdown, and I'll, I'll ask ask you about this. So, wealthy new parents Tucker and Esther Cobblepot are burdened with a deformed and violent infant son who just eats cats. First of all, super pissed we never get to see him deformed yeah. as a baby. I think that is mean. Yeah. Uh, two of all, maybe he wouldn't have eaten a cat if you hadn't kept him in a tiny a miniature rolling pit prison. Yeah. Not even a cage. A cage you could at least see out of all the sides. It was like a blocked, like a box with yeah. little like iron bar slots yeah. cut in it. Of course he fucking ate the cat. It's like a mobile jail cell. Yes. Like, they should have at least put a bow on top of it. It was Christmas. How badly do you think he was deformed at that point? Like, he's got the lobster hands, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, lobster claws. But is there anything else that, as a baby? No, I don't think so, because his teeth, I mean, he wouldn't, he have, wouldn't had, have had like, teeth. teeth like that. Or teeth at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Babies do not have teeth. Right. Uh, I feel like a lot of the other deformities are not, they, they come from living in the sewer or their stuff. Like, like he's tiny and fat, but you're not going to, that's, if, even if he was tiny and fat as a baby, that's kind of normal for a yeah. baby. That's <laughs> yes, babies weird. are tiny and fat. That's yeah. the goal, actually. Yeah. You want yeah. them to be fat. That's good for them. I, I feel like they were just really dicks. Yeah. The parents. And lobster fingers is, is weird and gross. And I can see them being a little freaked out, but they, they've abandoned him based on this. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of people with lobster claws that live their lives. There's that uh, Brady, what's his name? Guy that killed all those people? Yeah, the guy they did the uh, American Horror Story. What's yeah. that show? American, American Horror, Horror Story. Yeah. They did that season based uh, on him. He was a real guy. He was a real guy, yeah. I can't believe how many people in that show are based on real people and real events. Yeah, there's all kinds of freaks in the world. Yeah. I just uh, saw an article yesterday about a 98-year-old woman who um, was born prematurely. And it used to be, if you were born prematurely, you basically died. Mm -hmm. And then a doctor was like, I think we can incubate these babies and they will live. Hmm. But uh, all the other doctors were like, that sounds crazy. So he literally set up a Coney Island sideshow of premature babies. And that's how we have like the technology of like incubating babies that are born too soon so they will grow. Is because a Coney Island like that's freak amazing. show basically. Yeah. Where is that movie? I don't know, but I would definitely watch it. I would totally watch that if they made that I movie. want to be in that movie. Yeah. Someone put me in that movie. Uh, one snowy right night, they dispose of him by tossing him concealed in a basket. In Not one silent night. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. They throw him over a bridge into the water on Christmas. Like he's fucking Moses. I was totally thinking Moses, too. Yeah. But like an anti-Moses. Like an evil yeah. Moses. Like Moses with a little goatee. Right. <laughs> you don't know that Moses didn't have a goatee. I mean, he's always, baby, so the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you forgetting about babies. <laughs> Have you ever seen a baby? I've seen so many babies. I've heard about what babies are. I'm I've not totally them clear. And, like help them and taking care of them, but I. Moses always has like a beard, but maybe he's got like a like a long white beard mm -hmm. and like a little goatee over the beard. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, but they dumped him in the river, which mm -hmm. is not frozen, even though there's snow everywhere. But that happens. That's a, it doesn't seem like that deep of a river, but I guess it's a sewer system, so... Yeah. Uh, the basket floats through Gotham sewers and eventually arrives at the underground penguin habitat of the Gotham City Zoo, which has been out of business for some time. Why do they they just leave the penguins? Yeah, that's this... not what happens at zoos. When they go <laughs> yeah. out of business, they take the animals other places because they're pretty expensive, and also yeah. it's like to preserve animals. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't just leave them there. That would be like if a... Like a 
diamond shop like went out of business and they just left all the jewelry there. Like, no, if you're going out of business, you're going to sell off all the or jewelry. Or like if a daycare went out of business, they just left <laughs> half the kids inside. That's a much better example. Yeah. Diamonds, yeah, but kids. Yeah. Because you have to keep them alive. This felt like the most Tim Burton opening I've ever seen. I really liked that. I liked it too. A lot. But it was so dark and kind of gothic and creepy, but like a little bit silly. Mm. It just... See, I like that, but I can understand why when this movie came out that that was still such a new thing. Mm -hmm. that people Because apparently there were a lot of people who were like, it's too dark. I mm. don't like it. It's gross. Like, why is it so dark and creepy? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I don't, I guess the times have changed that I can understand that this is objectively dark, but it didn't feel like. Well, I mean, too... compared to the Chris Nolan Batman, you're like, it's kind of silly. Yeah. And like, goofy. Just lobster paws. <laughs> I mean, the baby. No one can see me making lobster yeah. paws weird picture things, but. The baby eats a cat. How yeah. seriously can you take this? Right, that's true. Cats have claws. Babies don't. Yeah, babies don't even Cats have teeth. Cats are as we've at established. an advantage in a fight against a baby. Mm, a fight between a cat and a baby. I'm putting my money on the cat. I would too. Did you know that uh, in Five Points, they used to, um, the rats were so big that sometimes they would sneak into babies' rooms and kill them? No shit. And that was legitimately a common cause of death for babies in Five Points. Jesus. That rats would eat them. Have you ever heard that thing about cats like sneaking up on babies and like stealing their breath? Uh, yes, I have actually. Is that real or is that a myth? No, that's not a thing. Cats have mythical powers to steal. <laughs> that was a dumb question, the wasn't that? The babies. Yes, it was. But, <laughs> but they, I, was, I don't know where you're going with this. Is that real? <laughs> no, babies. Cats can't steal but their they could, soul. They could, like, suffocate babies. Do cats suffocate babies? No, they okay. don't. That's not a thing they're after okay. at all. Would a cat push a baby out, over? As soon yes. as that came out of my mouth, I'm like, this is a dumb question. You caught yourself. Yeah. You know that thing about, like, oh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Mm -hmm. No, there's some. There are. some. Yeah, that was one. <laughs> but that was cool. Cool. Yeah, no. Cats can't steal people's souls. Yeah. They're Good not enough. dementors. Good <laughs> Another mythical creature. We had a bunch of cats growing up, and we had this one cat who's just the sweetest cat on earth, this cat Max. And uh, I would like pull his tail and like shave him as like a little, not shave him, as I was like Cut a little hair. kid. Yeah. Yeah. With but, your safety scissors. But like even before then, when I was just like a little tot, I'd like pull his fur and stuff. He never scratched me, never did anything. He was the best cat. And your parents didn't even put you in a basket and float you down a river. They tried. My dad pushed for it, my mom stopped him. Mm. That was nice of her. Yeah. <laughs> was, I mean, she, she had you. She raised you. Mm -hmm. Now you're here. My mom always used to tell me that, uh, she used to say, when you were born, uh, you were a twin, and your father and I decided to drown the ugly one, and that's how you learned to swim. Did she really? No, she didn't. That was like an old joke. Oh, she... fuck. Dang, like, that's amazing and hilarious. <laughs> now I'm disappointed. But yeah. I have new potential for if I ever have kids because I will definitely not use that as a joke. <laughs> it's a joke that's funny for a kid to, who's old enough to know it's not true. If you told like a little Oh, no, kid. I would tell a little kid that, yeah. <laughs> it's like reverse Santa Claus. Yeah. And then someday you tell him, like, no, oh, you never had a twin, you dumbass. <laughs> My dad told me that he could speak to cats when I was little. And when I realized that wasn't true, I was just so distraught. He's like, no, of course, like, how dumb are you? 
I can't <laughs> speak the cast. You found out your dad wasn't Batman? <laughs> I knew he was, I never really thought he was Batman, but I thought, like, this he is could so... could be Batman? I thought it wasn't totally impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I always wanted a cat growing up, but my grandma's super allergic to them, and I'm also allergic to them, hmm. so we couldn't have one, but my dad wouldn't. He started dating my mom, had multiple cats, and I do not know what happened to them. <laughs> 33 years later, Gotham is preparing festivities for the Christmas season. This this is the thing that I wanted to ask you about. The, the Penguin is 33 in this movie. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Did you buy he that as, as 33? Terrible. Danny DeVito was 54 when this was filmed. He looks very bad yeah. for a 33-year-old. Yes. <laughs> He's totally bald with like long stringy hair and just pale white. And why did they choose 33? Is that a Moses thing? Wasn't Moses like 33? Jesus. Jesus was 33. But that's such a weird... Is that a Moses thing? I don't know because they threw him down the, the river. Right, yeah. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. I'm wondering why they chose... That's such a strange... And they were very specific. They right. said 33 years later. Yeah. Why put a number to it at all? Right. It could have just been like... The next Christmas. Just kidding. <laughs> Just much later, many years later. Why, why? That's such a strange choice. Right. 33 years later. There's no way he's 33 years old. They had to be going for some kind of biblical thing. That, yeah, probably. It's Tim Burton. He knows what he's doing. He's that's the only way that, that's the only thing I can think of for... But I didn't even put together that he was only 33. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> also, like, I love the character design of... The penguin in this, but why does his body look like that? Because mm-hmm. one, they definitely were not getting that much fish down there. Yeah, being he's abandoned. very fat, big. He's a big round. On little tiny sticky legs. Yeah, they're actually not that sticky, but I guess compared to his big round fatty self. Danny DeVito naturally has a weird body, and they put like a big old fat suit on, right, to make him even weirder. Right. It looks like he's got a balloon around him. Yeah. His torso. I thought his butt was real. You can see his butt sometimes. You see his butt sometimes. Yeah. And it's just those pants that look weird in them. Yeah. It's like, is your butt weird or are your <laughs> pants weird? Which is a question I think more people should be asked. You see his real butt on Always Sunny in one episode. Oh, that's right. He's got the weirdest looking butt. Yeah. It, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. I like the episode where he's got, uh, where they, Charlie work, and he uh, fl- keeps flushing his clothes and shoes. Yeah. And so he paints a shirt on. Yeah. Like yeah. That. He paints shoes on too. Yeah. Let's paint them on. How great is Danny DeVito? God, I love Danny DeVito. We were talking about this before we got on. Like, he's just so good. I really, really. Like, if I had to make a list of actors who I would get emotional meeting, Danny DeVito was legitimately one of them. For like 50 years. He's had like a long career. Yeah. With like a lot of great movies. He's in Matilda. He was in uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Taxi. Matilda. Other things. Twins. That weird Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. And also more. More movies. I can't name many movies. But and also many more. Stuff. He was in something where he's a teacher. I don't remember the name of it. But it was. You're doing good. Yeah. You're doing a really good job at listing yeah. his career. <laughs> I honestly, when you're I the one who's supposed to look at people's careers. That's not my role. I forgot my notebook. Yeah. But also, when he and Raya Perlman got divorced, I was they like, divorced. Yeah, oh. I was devastated. So sad. It was like four or five years ago, I think. Who else is he gonna find? No one. He's seventy-two now. Who else is his height? I don't know. He's four ten. Yeah. Did you know that's how tall he is? He's so tiny. 
He's got white hair. He's on Broadway right now. Go see him in Arthur Miller's Surprise. He's a tiny little elf. He's a, he, he met Obama oh. two days ago. Where are we going to find a woman who's that, who's that small? Who's going to go with him? We should look in the sewers. <laughs> see if there are any penguins available at the... Wednesday's like five feet even. Maybe maybe she maybe can set them up. I would love that. Yeah. Because then I could meet Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of opening things up, one of the girls in my improv group was talking about how she and her girlfriend just opened up their relationship to include a 40-year-old Ooh. lesbian Ooh. hockey coach, Ooh. hockey no, hockey player, who's mm. also a head chef at a restaurant and whose name is Deb. And I was like... Literally, that is such a spot-on lesbian stereotype that you could not write that on a TV show because people would be like, oh, come on, no lesbians. And, I, and she's like, no, she's real. And I was just blown away by Deb, and I want to meet her so badly. I was in a polyamorous relationship briefly. On purpose, or was this one you were in on accident? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she... What's that mean? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not mean to be mean. No, no, no. This girl went on to cheat on me. Oh. Uh, but at the time, it was openly popular. Was it like a warning sign? Or? In retrospect, it probably should have been. Mm. But at the time, I went into it knowing it was popular. Yeah. Um, but there were two other guys, and originally there was two other guys and one person of indeterminate gender. And I never got a clear answer on what this person's gender was. Their name was Charlie, and they looked a lot like Pat from SNL. Where it just really could have gone either way. <laughs> I could totally see them being a man. I could totally see them being a woman. I genuinely don't know. Wait, was she the only person that had other partners? I don't think so. I think... I mean, of you. Like, of you and her. Were you also dating other people? I did not date anyone else. So you were very confused about what what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to date other people. Oh. But it's... It's, it's hard enough getting one. Am I right? Yeah. Or am I yeah. right? <laughs> It's hard to get women interested in that situation. Yeah, well, because it sucks. Yeah, it's not good. No, uh, one of the regulars at the restaurant and I were talking, and he and his girlfriend moved here from Romania after, well, they moved to Paris so she could go to pastry school, and then they moved here so she could work. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, I'm 29, she's 21. So when she wanted to open it up to, like, an open relationship, I was fine with that and kind of saw it coming. And in my head, I was like... Who sees that coming? That's what? Yeah. But he's like, no, I really like it. It's great. Like, we both, like, have other people. And I was just like, I could never do that. No. That's not even a matter of jealousy. It's just like, I'm an insane person. I need a lot of attention. Yeah. You need to give me your attention or I'll lose my mind. That was the biggest problem with it for me. Like, I, I thought it would be the jealousy. And it's, when you know that that's going on and it's, like, not a secret and you're prepared for it, it's kind of okay. Right. But the time thing, like, it's... To, especially when a relationship first starts, like you need like a lot of attention and a lot of time, and to try and do that with multiple people at once is it just you can't. No, that would not work. For it's me. too much. I would be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to text me back right away. I don't care if you're on a date with another person. That's yeah. no. What do you mean you can't see me for another two weeks? Right. It's, we just started dating a week ago. Right. Mackenzie and I only see each other like three nights a week probably right now because of our opposite work schedules. And that's not nearly enough. Yeah. But imagine if I was trying to split that with like other people. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Wednesday and I see each other about about that much. Yeah. And that's it's, hard when you live on opposite ends of... We live so far apart. Yeah. So she lives like right by you. Yep. And it's so hard. Yeah. It's very far. Yeah. 
No, no, I'm like, Mackenzie, you should move closer to the man. Did I tell you what Wednesday and I did today? What did you do today? Went to a couple's massage for, um, it was like a Valentine's Day thing. How that was I got. that? It was so good. Yeah? It was really good. You very relaxed? You've had a very relaxing two weeks. Yeah, I've had a lot of nudity in the last two weeks. That's good. I had that, and I had the sensory deprivation chamber. So this is just like the month of Danny being naked in public. That's cool. It's great. And you haven't gotten arrested yet. Not yet. So the sensory deprivation chamber is kind of like when the penguin was put in the sewers. Yeah. Except for penguins. Yeah. It's yeah. probably cold. No, it's not cold. No cold? No. I'm disappointed. It's like lukewarm water. The idea is like you're not supposed to even like feel the water, really. You're supposed to be cut off from all your senses. And What, what does this look? What do you... I'm just... I can't imagine a world where I'm in that situation and I don't lose my fucking mind. Like have so an actual mental breakdown. It was so good. I can't imagine. I need a lot of stimulus. I don't know. It was like being so cut off from all the, the stimulus like, makes it when you come back, it's so much more intense. And like every touch and every sight and sound is just like, oh my God, this is amazing. My keys are clinking together. That's awesome. This denim is, oh, it's so, it feels so good against my skin. I don't know. I have anxiety, so I think that's how it is for me all the time. <laughs> it's a lot all the time. But not in like a scary way, in like a happy way. I don't know that it would be a happy way. I just, I think I would just be like, whoa, way too much. I'm going to have a panic attack now. <laughs> Which is just a normal day. Yeah. Well, it was, it was fun for me. I'm glad you had a good time. It sounds, I loved it. It's like a weird soup bath. <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they have things to... to um, there's like two buttons on the inside of the chamber, so if you want to turn on the light, you can do that at any time. There's a button, if you want music, you can turn that on. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. I'm glad they just like put you in, it's like solitary confinement, but on purpose, of your own choice. That's, that's how I did it, because I thought that was the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to, you could have music or light. Hmm. They, they, now you have light in solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They do let you have that. Yeah. But no music. Unless you sing, or the people around you. There's no other people around you, so you can't hear them. Wow, I'm working on a lot of things today. I kind of want to go into solitary confinement now. It's actually torture, so you do not. It kind of sounds great. Mm, it's terrible. It's torture. I sort of think you it sounds You can't have awesome. your phone. I wouldn't want my phone. I want to be totally cut off. I want to go back to the sensory deprivation chamber. You're only there for, what, an hour? Yeah. Solitary confinement's all the time. I want to do more. I want to do a, a week. What has this city done to you? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I don't want to wear clothes anymore. I don't like them. Well, I can get that. I'm running out of places I can go to naked. I gotta go to, like, a nudist colony next. You should go to one of those, um, weird Greek baths or whatever. What goes on at a Greek bath? Isn't that, like, a sex thing? No, there's also just you go and you, like, I'm thinking of Turkish baths. Turkish baths. Turkish baths are all gay sex, right? No. I mean, there's lots of gay sex in bathhouses, but also old men like to go to them and sit in the hot tub things. But not for gay sex? No, just for being old men. No. You're basically an old man now. They go to a lot of places just to be naked around other old men. Sounds great. 
Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. That's all you would be. You could also go to any locker room at a gym or YMCA. You think I should just hang out in locker rooms? <laughs> Not actually go to the pool or to the, the gym, just hang out in the locker I don't know that Carolyn would like that. Uh, uh, she's been on the podcast. We can see her. Oh, that's right. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Like on TV when it's like end transmission and it's just like beep. <laughs> yeah, we just bleep out her name <laughs> for this podcast. Right. No, it was literally like in cartoons when like the news anchor gets attacked and yeah. they just put up the thing and it like beeps. But like I didn't know how to process it, so that's what happened in my brain. I literally said it and my brain did that, which is kind of hilarious. Now that I'm thinking about it, that my brain is just like overwhelmed, shut down. <laughs> Wow. Should we just start using her name? On yeah, the we probably now? should. Cause I think we used her she name was on the on episode. The podcast. I think we used her name on the episode she was on, so it's not like it's yeah, a secret. Yeah, it was definitely her name on there. I don't know why it was ever a secret. Honestly, I can't remember anymore. I guess when we were first dating, I didn't want to like blow up her yeah. spot when I just got on, like one date with her. And... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that caused me so much stress. <laughs> It was like a half a second. How much stress could that be? Holy shit. I haven't taken my anxiety medicine in like three days. You know I can, e- I can edit this podcast, right? If, I, if you said something <laughs> I, that you didn't want, I'm going to But I feel like out. we don't really, and that's kind of like the spirit of it. It's just like, we generally well, there, there have been a few times we've had guests where they'd asked me to cut something, and I've cut it. Oh, yeah? They yeah. don't ask me because I don't do any of that, so I yeah. don't know. It's been like a few times, and it's like very small cuts. Hmm. What, like what? Like, as you can't Yeah, get out of my say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really great today. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the... There's one guest we had who made a joke uh, about a their, their girlfriend's dad uh, who has passed away. And he later tags me and said, like, uh, you know what, I, I really... Could you send me the file? Like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think my girlfriend might be really upset. If that goes out, and I don't even remember this happening. You were not on this episode. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, damn, yeah. I am really bad at this yeah. job. No. <laughs> it doesn't pay us anything. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, it wasn't even a bad joke, honestly. But they, they were just like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather just err on the state of caution, just cut that four seconds. Dead yeah. bad jokes. Yeah. You kind of gotta. That's it's a like pretty my humble thing. opinion about rape jokes. The only kind of jokes you're allowed to make about rape are about your own. Hmm. That is a controversial opinion, but also I feel like the same thing. Dead parent jokes? Is it your dead parent? Make a joke. If it's not, unless it's Batman, you can joke about Batman's dead parents. I'd rather you don't joke about Batman's dead parents. That's a very sensitive subject. I joke about his dead parents all... Did we ever find out how the Cobblepots die? No, I don't think that... I don't think they addressed that. (gasps) Why? Yeah, it hasn't been that long. They're... They didn't look like they were, <laughs> it's, it's been, been 33 last, years. No more than 33 years. And some of them were old when they had kids. No. They were probably 30, 35. I bet, I bet he strangled it with a lobster hand. Yeah. And just little pointy teethies. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the... How, the do, ping, how do penguins raise humans? They don't, they don't have milk, right? They probably do. They're, they're, they're mammals. mammals. They're not mammals. They're birds. They're, birds. <laughs> they're not mammals. You're the animal expert here. Animal I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. How do they raise them? Well, we know that they don't have milk, apparently. Babies can't survive on fish. Hmm. But babies also can't kill cats. We just talked about that 
to. Can they survive on cats? Were there any mammals down there? We don't know. Maybe they left all of the animals. Yeah. And the penguins were the only ones who survived. I had this moment with this movie. This is like the first... This might be the first movie done that came out of my lifetime. And I remember being on the playground as like a little kid. And we were playing Batman. And uh, I, someone else was Batman. I was going to be... They told me to be the penguin. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be the penguin. I like birds. And this kid yelled at me, Penguins are birds! And I felt so dumb... And I, like, went home and cried, and then I looked back, I'm like, no, that kid was dumb. Yeah, that kid that was, was dumb. dumb one. You were right. I was right but about See, look, this. he broke you. Yeah. Even to, you're like, I don't know what penguins are. But all right, then. Birds fly, Chelsea. Penguins don't Chickens fly. Chickens don't fly. Chickens aren't birds. They don't fly. They can fly a little bit. Yeah, but, but it's not, like, real flying. Yeah. And you could argue that if someone can jump really high, they're kind of technically flying a little bit. I think technically NBA players are birds. They have a very large wingspan. Yeah. Do you ever see that Wesley Snipe movie, White Men Are Birds? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it was a hundred years ago, there would be some weird southern legislation of like... Why men aren't birds? It's hunting season for the birds in the south. Like, if this man can jump more than four feet into the air, he is a bird and therefore not required to be allowed to vote or go to school or have any human rights. He is a bird and can be treated as such. Before you vote, you, they got to have a test to see how high you can jump. Did you ever do that in PE when you used to have, like, it was like the presidential fitness test and one of the things was, like, the long jump? You had to see how far you could jump. I think so. I did not do great at that. I am definitely not a bird. Yeah, I was not good at the fitness test <laughs> in general. Really bad. Like, I was really I good at the V sit. That was the one I, I at was the what? The V sit, where you're like sitting down, like your feet are in like a V, and you're just stretching. Oh, I was good at stretching. Was that good was the stretching. one thing I was good at. All the athletics that come after the stretching, that's where I started to go yeah, down. Yeah, me too. I was like, ooh, no. I don't like, you want me to run? Yeah. Oh, well, they would, it was like a pull-up. You had to try to do pull-ups. And I was like, we could just save the time. I'm not, I can't do any of those. Like, We had to run the mile every year. I just consistently made the decision, like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to walk this entire mile. I'm not even going to try to run. I could run the mile, but I was never, like, good at it. I, I'm so not competitive. And I just, I didn't care. I didn't you like running. You did really poorly in the army. Yeah, I would not have been good. Like, but why are we running? What's the hurry? We're like 45 minutes in. We have to talk about two this minutes at all. into the movie. And this is a good movie. I actually like it. It was a good movie. What 33 years it? later, Gotham is preparing festivities for <laughs> 33 years. This 33-year-old penguin. Uh... Gotham is preparing festivities for the Christmas season. I can't believe we're only this far in Christmas. <laughs> we're just almost to the credits of this movie. Uh, Max Schreck, played by Christopher Walken, the corrupt owner of a company's factories emit a dangerous amount of toxic waste, is nonetheless a, a celebrated local figurehead. Shrek joins the mayor at a city gathering to make a short speech, but a gang of grotesque circus performers descends upon the crowd. They attempt to kidnap Shrek, but the sudden arrival of Gotham's trusted hero, Batman, sends them scurrying away. They popped out of a giant present box. Yeah. I, that. I love that. The yeah. present, the giant present box just comes rolling up there, and they, someone turns to Max. He's like, hey, that's really cool. You, you got this. 
present for the whole city. He was like, I did not do that. Nothing of that sort. I love Christopher Walken in this. I do too. He looks weirdly young, though. I was like, I wanted to touch his face. I wanted him to go like this. His face his looked face. really young, but he had like a weird wig. Right. He looked like it's... a weird um, Christmas Carol kind of wig. Yeah. It's like bright white and like combed like really sharply back. Mm-hmm. It, I could definitely... It's a bad guy wig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very clear. He gives up a very bad guy vibe. Yeah. His son in this... Chip? Looked, Chip. He looks so much like Christopher Walken and speaks so much like Christopher Walken. Right, I was like, is it his son? I don't know if he is, but I totally bought him as the son. Acting! Yeah, acting! Oh, fuck. Soon afterward, the circus gang manages to capture Shrek when he's alone in an alley. No, no, that's not how it happens. That's not what happens? What happens? No, he's in the alley. Yeah. And he thinks he's got away, and the penguin opens a trap door into the sewer. He falls down. Okay, yeah, they, they capture him, though, and they take him to the, the sewers to the lair of their, their leader, the mysterious penguin. It was the uh, the hideous cobblepot child now spending his adulthood in the abandoned zoo where his basket had landed so many years before. Batman is not in that this movie that much. Mm-hmm. He feels like a secondary character. For sure. The I main... would argue perhaps even tertiary. Yeah. If you're going to do, like, primary characters or Max and Penguin, and then you have Catwoman, and then... Batman. You could almost do a cut of this movie where Batman's like removed completely. Right. I was talking to Mackenzie about that. I was like, this movie's two hours long and there's so much character development but also not enough. Yeah. I was like, why didn't they both get their own movies? This is a lot. I'd rather watch an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half. of. I feel like you could cut out Batman and the whole movie would still make sense. Oh yeah. Well, except for the part about trying to get Batman. But Oh, that's right. If you would cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we just said. Yeah. (laughs) My brain, that when you were like cut out Batman, I was just like, like if you had a picture of Batman, you just cut around the picture. <laughs> and like, yeah, the picture. I want to remind the reader: Chelsea and I met through an improv class where we learned all about listening to your partner. I don't know how to edit things or what it means. <laughs> Whatever. The Penguin attempts to blackmail Shrek by threatening to expose his underhanded business dealings to the citizens of Gotham. His blackmail. I like this part. It was fun, but it didn't. His blackmail didn't make a lot of sense. It was gross. He just has like a big canister of like green goo. He like pours it out. It's like ah, you're po- you're polluting. And so how how do you prove that that's his pollution? He the just, next one was better though. Where he had like the, the documents that he taped back together. Yeah, where he I guess he owns like a lot of a ba- not abandoned but like yeah, a rundown. A- um, like slum, he's like a slumlord. Right. Like buildings that aren't up to code and they're fire traps. And then the one where he, uh, dumped his business partner into the river dead. Yeah, that but with the, um, the fire traps though, the, the way the penguin knows about this is he, he shredded all the documents, then flushed them, and the penguin was like taped the papers, the little shredded papers back together. He was together. like, you put into the sewer and I take it out. Yeah. Which was like weird. Also, how many shredded papers... I Why are you dumping your shredded paper into the sewer? I was like, put it in the trash can, yeah. and they'll go to the dump with the other shredded papers, and right. no one will ever look at it. Yeah. It's like a person. Like, how people do things. Like, a normal person. Yeah. And stuff. And he's got a, a severed hand of Max Shrek's business partner. I liked when he had him shake the hand. Yeah. It was a good touch. Very Tim Burton-y. Yeah, it was fun. You say that like it wasn't made by Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, good job, Tim Burton. You made a movie that feels like your movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like the most Tim Burton movie. Maybe maybe Edward Scissorhands is more Tim Burton than this. But barely. Yeah, this is very Tim Burton. Everything, every inch of this. Yeah. Feels so Tim Burton. Do you know Tim Burton worked on the seventies Lord of the Rings, the animated one? I did know that. Yeah, he yeah. also worked on the Fox and the Hound. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wasn't he at Disney for a while? And they were yeah. like, we don't want your creepy stuff. He wasn't like the director of Fox and Hound, but he was like an animator. Or right, yeah. We don't want your creepy stuff. Yeah. Fine, taking it elsewhere. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Penguin sees Shrek, uh, having no knowledge of his past life or true identity, Penguin sees Shrek as a vehicle for a chance to live on the surface and be accepted by others, thus giving him the freedom to track down his family. Shrek reluctantly agrees to work with the penguin. Well, because uh, he's blackmailed. Yeah, but he's, um, I had trouble following what the penguin's motivation and what his goal was throughout this whole movie. Are we supposed to take him at his word that he wants to find his family? We are not. What do you think his real goal is? His real goal was to be a uh, like a figure, like he ended up being, because the penguins didn't raise him his whole life. At some point, he ends up in the circus mm-hmm. as the penguin kid. That's how he meets all of the other circus people who become his minions. But, but how did he, he? How did the penguins get into the circus? How did he learn to speak English? There's a lot of unanswered questions about this. I I don't. How did he have clothes? There's so many questions about this. But uh, I don't, I don't think he was had ambitions of power. I don't think he saw himself like when Max Shrek suggested he become the mayor. He said, "What? What are you talking about? What?" I think he did see himself in a position of power, though, because you literally can't be the leader of a gang of people unless you put yourself in a position of power. Do you think he was and trying? When that circus... Was he trying to trick Max Shrek though? Because this is not out in the public. This is his partner in this. He's, he's saying he wants to track down his parents. Maybe. I don't know. It makes it a more likable possibility. More likely to do that than if you were like, I want to be an evil overlord. And then Max Trapper would be like, nah, that's my job. I felt like it, at least at the beginning, I think he really did want to track down his parents. And I think... But as, maybe kill them. Maybe, yeah. I don't think he wanted them for good reasons. I think he did want... Uh, what reasons do you have for wanting your parents? Not good ones. <laughs> I love that he said that he, he wants to li- uh, Max to teach him to live above ground and he wants to learn his human name. Yes, I know. I was like, I'm sorry, what's your penguin name? <laughs> yeah. My penguin name is Quack Quack. But also, Quack. what name have you been going by yeah. for these 33 years with Probably. your other human people? Yeah, exactly. Can't the circus give him a name? Man, this is real penguin. <laughs> he's a penguin boy. His name is Penguin. Well, he's got his circus name and his penguin name. He needs a human name now. Because humans aren't in the circus. Yeah. No, no, those are circus people. Mm. They're surface, circus, surface folk, circuit. I, I can't speak. Wow, should yeah. we cut that out? Uh, no. Did you have a baby stroke? I had a baby stroke. I'm losing my mind from spending all that time in the sensory deprivation chamber. I told you. Shrek's awkward and overworked secretary, Selena Kyle, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, 
But also, who? there's nothing awkward about her. She's so hot, it's stupid. Yeah. She's movie gross, which is real hot. Which just means she has glasses and yeah. curly hair. Yeah, exactly. Like, woo! Like, if you saw her in real life, you'd be like, I would fuck you so fast. Yeah. I would be like that. Yeah. Mm. But that's such a consistent movie trope that, like, the yeah. people they're trying to paint as gross are still the most beautiful people on Earth. Well, but I think it's a little bit like... Because in this movie, the gross people are so gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of true. You know? They made Danny DeVito like, really Danny gross. DeVito is vile. But Catwoman, they're like, just glasses. Would this have been better if she was played by a more plain actress? I think so. I think it makes the transformation into Catwoman a lot more powerful. Yeah. I, I liked her wardrobe in this. Because the wardrobe, they did a good job of really yes. dressing her down. Yes, I she, agree. Her wardrobe felt very... I loved her apartment. So into it, the Murphy bed. Yes. Yeah. The and weird lights. Yeah. What was the the neon? I think lights? it said like hello there. Yeah, hello in there. Hello. Yeah, I was like, what? That's that's a weird thing. Crazy, to but have okay. Your... Why do you have so many stuffed animals? You're an adult lady. Yeah. Again, though, but I like your, like the stuffed animals. Bad, but the chair they're sitting on, I love it. Mm -hmm. The pink, oh, everything's painted pink. I don't like, but everything else, I love it. Yeah. I thought she, it was a little, it was just so on the nose. Like, they're trying so hard to tell us, like, she is a lonely, boring loser of a person who cannot get a man. Like, mm -hmm. she walks into her apartment, and she's like, uh... Honey, hey. I'm home! Yeah. Oh, oh wait, that's I right. forgot. I'm, I'm not married. married. Yeah. Completely <laughs> resentful. Wow. And then she checks her voicemail, and she gets, like, a, a call from some guy, like, saying, like, hey, I'm not gonna go on that Christmas vacation we had planned. It's better for me to go by myself. Like, who is this guy? Like, does she have a... I'm a dick. Yeah. But also, like, she's acting like it's so ridiculous that she's... Or it's so awful she's not married, but she seems to have some kind of boyfriend or some kind of... There's some guy going on. Sometimes there's just a guy. You're not married to him. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like she's totally single. Like she said, honey, she I'm home. She cat. <laughs> she said the whole thing about she's not married before she checked her voicemail. Right. She thought she was going on a Christmas vacation. Right. I don't know. I think it's kind of like he was trying to make it like a play on the cat woman thing. Like, she's a cat lady, mm. but she's a cat woman. Right. Which is like, well, that's a cognitive leap. Wow. It's pretty mm -hmm. impressive. But mostly... I don't know. I really like how she played Catwoman. I like that she ended up doing like a Marilyn Monroe-y kind of thing, but also like with a twitch in her eye. Like she was crazy. They did this thing and uh, they did the same thing in the Halle Berry Catwoman, which I did on a bonus episode earlier, where there's kind of a weird thing with, with Catwoman where if you want to make her embody what a cat is and take on all these cat characteristics you either got to have her be just napping most of the time or you got to make up characteristics that cats don't really have because that's the main thing that they do is just sleep like cats that's are, true cats aren't just like super sexy and like going after whatever they want right and fierce and just bold that's and underlying aggressive. like a house cat is mostly just like Scratch my belly now. I'm going to scratch you and I'm going to go to sleep now. It's been almost 20 minutes. It's time for me to go to sleep You know again. what? I didn't see Catwoman knock a single glass off of a table. Mm-hmm. Or uh, jump up onto a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. 
walk behind some books and knock them over. No one's allergic to her. She didn't. It's not very accurate. I didn't see her pee on anything this whole movie. She still uses toilets. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. What if she came home and was like, well, I'm Catwoman, no more toilets. I only pee in sand. <laughs> That's all. Wednesday has I a... I kind of wish that without Catwoman worked, because it would be fucking crazy. Wednesday has a cat, and I, I was over at her house last night, and I woke up to her cat peeing on my backpack in the middle of the night last night. Cats are the worst. Just establishing who's, who's really in charge here. Yeah, the cat, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Cat woman should have just peed on Batman. <laughs> then she owns him. He might have liked that. Yeah. Then she should have peed on Penguin, because Penguin is Trump. No. He would have liked that. He would have liked that. He would have really liked that. He would have that really liked that. He's a penguin. He enjoys time in the water, but I don't... Sh- <laughs> I thought you were going to say the penguin he likes being peed on. I'm like, is that a penguin thing? <laughs> you know more about animals. I am not that bad at making jokes, Dan. You know more about animals He's than I do. penguin. He likes being... Penguins like being peed on. It's in a penguin. No, I thought you were like, oh, I, I did all this research about penguins. They love getting peed on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that one of your animal facts? Penguins nope. hate getting peed on? I don't think they like it. They don't like it. I don't think so. This they do been, like water, though. This has been Chelsea the Animal Corner. Yeah, penguins don't like getting peed on. We should get like some... We should test that at the zoo. It could be a naked thing. We should... <laughs> we should get some theme music for Chelsea the Animal Corner. Mm, I'll look into it. Okay. Um, oh, weird burp sneeze. Selena Kyle, stum- she's working for a Matt Shrek, and she stumbles across proof of his crooked business schemes. How do I stumble across it? She, like, does a lot of intensive research. She's like, she's like, I even saw the protected files that you just told him you saw the files that are yeah. password protected and you're not supposed to see. Yeah. He's like, how did you get in there? And she's like, oh, I just assumed your password was your cat. Was your chihuahua's your chihuahua. name. Yeah. Ooh, he has stuffed in, in his office. I hate that movies like the the password is always something so obvious and it's like they just like look around the desk and like oh it's probably the book that's sitting on your desk. To be fair though, a lot of my passwords are written down on post-it notes on my computer screen because I can't remember them because they make me change them so for safety but I have to write it down so I can remember them. Very bad passwords. Yeah. Actually, as I'm saying that, my I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could figure out my password very quickly. Yeah. It would, like, if on my old work computer, if you, it was just, like, those digital post-its mm-hmm. for all of my things. The username, it was like, this is the thing, this is the username, this is the password. This is the electronic version of an old lady's notebook she keeps by her computer. All my passwords are just, like, they're variations on, like, a yes. theme. And so... I, I keep having to change your work, and uh, I just changed, like, the number of the letter, like, slightly. Right. And so it's all on the same piece of paper. So you could not only see what my current one is, you'd see my last 15. And even if you didn't know my current one, you could probably figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> you can probably guess it really easily. So when I was in college, they used to make us change our password all the time and be like, time to change your password. And so my password had an exclamation point at the end because I had to have a special character. Mm-hmm. So every time I changed it, I would just add it, which was fine until I got up to having like nine exclamation points. And someone was like, why didn't you just add a number? And they just <laughs> changed the number. And I was like, well, literally never thought of that. I'll just do things the hard way. So I would like type out the word and then I'd be like, one, two. Password. That that makes a lot more sense than what I've been doing. That would have been a lot less confusing than right? my pattern. 
I just have a one in my password that started at the beginning and it's moving its way through the password. <laughs> That's a fucking insane, yeah. Amy. <laughs> so when you get through it, are you going to put a two at the front and do the same thing? Hopefully I won't be at this job by the time I get through it. How many letters are in your password? I don't know if I want to give out that information. I've already given out too much. That it has a one in it? And now I'm giving out how many letters. I'm like, oh, what's the first letter? <laughs> what's the? I don't care that much. I promise. Eleven. There's eleven letters. I would never guess it. Yeah. I would be like, well, that didn't work. Batman. It's not eleven letters. <laughs> Batman Begins. Is that eleven letters? B E. It's not Batman, Batman Begins. That is eleven letters, though. Nope, that's twelve. <laughs> Batman Begin. It's not anything Batman related. It's not I'm anything you would guess. Shocked. Yeah. I'm gonna start looking for eleven letter words around your apartment. <laughs> it's it's two three words. That's so hard. Yeah. Fine, I give up. <laughs> okay, now you've given up. I'll tell you. <laughs> cool me, torture works. Did I tell you my my new job? This is why I'm quitting. I'm quitting my job. I'm looking for something else. Uh, we just moved to a new location. Mm -hmm. They found a gun in the closet at the new location. I saw your fucking Facebook status about it, and it made me laugh out yeah. loud. Yeah, it's not a good location. No. But you got a free gun. Yeah, so that's something. There's a lot of perks to this job. Community gun. Yeah. <laughs> free use of the, of the company gun. Check it out like a library book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys, uh, sorry, that gun is, was supposed to be back today. Did did you not bring it back from this weekend? Oh my god, I totally forgot. I thought I had it until Wednesday. Oh, my bad. Tony, come on. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had the kids this weekend. They wanted to go shoot rats on the train. <laughs> then I had to murder this guy. It was a whole thing. The whole thing. I had, I was going to break it down for parts, but then I remembered the overdue, overdue fees, and it's a lot. Uh, Shrek arrives, and <laughs> despite Selena post in, uh, posing no blackmail threat, attempts to kill her by pushing, out, pushing her out the window. She falls several stories into the alley below, but is strangely resurrected when a swarm of stray cats surround her. I started like, pushing her, and one of the cats like licks in her mouth, and I was like very grossed out by that. How did this work? I was very grossed out by it. I was like, but now the cat doesn't lick in your mouth. I'm dead. How did I'm the, dead on your behalf. How did the whole resurrection thing work for you? Not well. I was like, what are they doing? They're just bumping her. Yeah. And then like one of them started chewing on her finger, and I was like. Cats do eat their people a lot, yeah. so that's not a reach, but then it woke her up. Do you think she is resurrected, or has she just kind of had such a traumatic event, she's had like a psychotic break? I think that is much more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, there's nothing magic before or after this. Also, cats cannot steal souls <laughs> or give, they cannot take life away or bring it back. I don't know if that's been proven. I don't think we need to discuss it again, but I guess we do. Alright, well... It's the, like, matter the... cannot be created or destroyed. Cats Unless cannot take cats. away lives and bring them back. Unless there's cats. There's no, like, transitive property of cat lives. Like, a cat with nine lives cannot be like, oh, I will give you one of my cat lives. Yeah, but you need a swarm of cats. Because each cat life is worth, like, a quarter of a person. Is this like dog years? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so then she like is in a weird state and she like goes home and leaves her front door unlocked because yeah. she wants to get murdered. I'm much more comfortable with this not being a magical thing. It's just she's lost her mind. Oh, fuck yeah. She, that's what happened. Yeah. For so, someone who has lost her mind. Yeah. Mine's not that cool. I don't think I'm a cat. Mm. But yeah, she definitely had a, like a psychotic break, which makes me like, um, also Batman did too. Because they're like, we're the same, but different. They're really trying to draw parallels between her and Batman, right. and also Batman and Penguin. Yeah. I felt like, going back to what you said before about, they, they really should just pick one villain. <laughs> it's they, a lot! Yeah. If they'd had, like, one person being a mirror to Batman, I think that would have been so much stronger. Right. Than trying to draw parallels between all three of them. Yeah, like when Shrek's like, whoa, if his parents hadn't thrown him away, you could have gone to boarding school with him. Yeah. Uh, well, he probably would have done great at boarding school with a bunch of... Dead cats. 12, 13 year old boys, but sure, Batman would have been his friend at boarding school. Yeah. Also, uh, he would have had parents, the penguin, so he and Batman wouldn't have gotten really along. Yeah, they would have had nothing in common. No, Batman but they definitely only talks about his, his dead, dead parents. parents. <laughs> He's a real downer at parties. There was definitely a moment in there where they, they were drawing a parallel, like Batman's like, oh, his parents died. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because he's it. talking about, um, always being alone for Christmas and how he wants to find his parents yeah. and spend a Christmas not alone and Batman is not alone by yeah. the way. He's Alfred, Alfred is right behind him decorating <laughs> the Christmas tree and Alfred's like, are you okay? Shut he, up, Alfred. And then he like looks long and leave the TV screen and he's like, I get it. <laughs> like, you're such a dick, Batman. <laughs> Alfred is right there. It's like flirting with someone directly in front of your significant other. Uh, meanwhile, the penguin prepares for his re-entrance into society. During a press conference, a circus gang member appears and snatches the mayor's infant son from his mother's arms. After the gang member disappears down a manhole, the penguin rises to the surface on some kind of... Giant, giant rubber duck! Gi- rubber Super duck. into it. Don't know what it was doing at the zoo, but yes. I love it. I did I too. I was like, mm, let's come back to this rubber duck motif. It was so good that it, even though it didn't make sense, I... I'm yeah, fine. I just bought it I'm right fine. away. I was like, yep. Maybe uh, it was a circus ride. I guess, or maybe a, a zoo thing. If there's like a oh, ride at the zoo. that was a really zoo. good point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a zoo <laughs> Is it zoo? I don't know, maybe there's some kind of ride through the penguin habitat. I think it could be. Yeah, but... Maybe a zoo <laughs> thing. <laughs> On top of it. You're doing great, Danny. The setup turns... Uh, so he rises to the surface oh. holding the unnamed, unharmed baby. Uh, the setup turns the penguin into a local hero, and he wins the respect of citizens and city officials alike. They're definitely... This is... They're definitely trying to have some kind of religious motif going on. Because he just rises to the surface. He's not even like climbing the ladder. He just rises up out of the sewer... Uh, it's really hard to speak when you're doing things that the audience can't see you doing. They're just for my benefit. I'm sorry. Just making weird faces at me. Um, yeah, he just, like, rises up, and then he starts saying, he finds out his parents are dead, and he goes, like, dramatically to the cemetery, Mm -hmm. and, like, falls to his knees before their grave. Yeah. Where it's, like, it lists his dad's name, and he's, like, beloved husband, and, like, the... Mom's name, loved wife. Don't mention that they're parents at all. There's no gravestone for him. They probably tried to hide the fact that they had a kid. Yeah, but like your friends, like if you and Carolyn had a kid, mm-hmm. 
and you didn't know it was going to come out all freaky and weird, people in your life would know about it. And if you had the baby, you kept it around long enough that it ate one of your cats, Mm -hmm. ate Carolyn's cat, which was possible, (laughs) and then it suddenly went away, people would know about it. Even if you guys were the one that killed the weird cat-eating baby, you would still have to, like, pretend it died of natural causes and bury it so people wouldn't be suspicious and think you're murderers. Maybe they just, when it came out weird, they just told people it was stillborn? And but there were people there. I guess they had a lot of money. Yeah. People say anything if you give them the right money. I mean, I don't know. If they died, like... How long does a baby have to live for you to actually have a grave for it? Um, in in some states, if you have a mis in the state of Indiana, Indiana, if you have a a miscarriage, you have to have a burial for the baby. I'm not even forget the the law. I'm saying like like <laughs> like like forget the law and the rules that govern society. For, pretend like the law doesn't apply here because I didn't know there were laws about this. Okay. Say like morally. How long does a baby have to live for you to be, like, upset and, like, it's a person, we gotta deal with this as a person? Um, well, a lot of people would argue that at the time of conception. But me, personally, I think it depends on the couple. Like, there are probably, I think, at any at any point, if you acknowledge the baby mm-hmm. and you at some point wanted it, then you have to treat it as a human being. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like... That's how we're programmed, so we don't kill our babies or leave them places. I'm just thinking, like, it, it's... Like, if if you've got a kid who's born with, like, not just lobster hands, like, really, really severe birth defects, they live, like, an hour. Like, they come out a lot, but they die, like, an hour. That's not the same as, like, a 12-year-old kid dying. A 12-year-old kid who's got, like, a personality, and you have memories of this kid, and no, they did No, but things. if it's your first kid... You think the second kid, it doesn't matter if they die? It's just no, I'm just saying, okay, so say you have a kid, and it's normal, and it's, like, three years old. Uh-huh. You've got three years of lifetime spent with this, making sure it doesn't die. Uh-huh. And then you get pregnant, you're having a second kid, you assume it's also going to be normal and whatever. Hmm. But then you have it... And it's not, and it's weird, and you don't have the same connection to it you had to your normal one. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't be as upset about it. I, w- I was talking about this with Carolyn last night about the, the idea that that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> not not this, but it's a similar, a related thing. Okay. Uh, that this is it's one of those things that like nobody, no parent is or grandparent is going to admit this because it's terrible. You can't you've got to pretend this isn't true. But on some level, like the 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 more kids or grandkids that you have, there's got to be something where, like, the the less important each one is. I don't think it's, like, in chronological order, but you definitely have your favorites. I'm not even saying that, like, 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 she's, uh, she is, she has no cousins at all. It's no cousins, no siblings, it's just her. So Yeah, so all four grandkids, or all grandparents, like, all the attention goes to her. I've got six or seven cousins on each side and a sister like i'm not there's no they could not give me they couldn't give all the grandkids the amount of attention that you have if there's just one yes that seems like math yeah 
I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that that, that seems like math. Yeah. Yeah. Like all your, if all your eggs are in one basket, you're like, this is the only grandkid we have. We've got. No, there's a saying where they say not to do that. Mm. I don't know how much control you have over how many grandkids you have. Mm. I think there's a limited amount of. Well, <laughs> you're right. I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. Oh no, we're about uh, penguin. Yeah. He's a hero. He says a thing like when he finds out his parents are dead, he's like, "I forgive them." It's all about love and whatever. They, why are they making the penguin Jesus? Yeah, I don't. He's like he's like anti. He's like the antichrist. He's like an evil. He's pretending to be Jesus and to be great. And like it's it's like. Uh, do you remember Chicken Boo from the Animaniacs? Yes. Where everybody knows that he's a chicken except for one guy. He, he always like he's a giant chicken who dresses up like a person. Mm-hmm. He goes into town and there's always one guy like he's a chicken. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? He's very brave. I'm like, no, he's literally a chicken. He's a giant chicken. And then that's like what this is. Like Batman's like, no, he's a monster. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? He's he's great. He's, he's a, a great guy. guy. And Batman's I think like, no, he's amazing. He, he bit a guy's face off. Can you imagine a world where someone who looked like that and people were like, no, he's a good guy. Like if I got if you were on the train mm. and someone who looked like the penguin mm. got on the train, you would change cars. Well, we talked at the beginning this. Penguin is Trump. We have a president. Yes, but Trump has a normal face. Yeah. And five fingers. Yeah. That are small, but human. <laughs> We're not big defenders of Trump on this, but we will admit he does have five fingers. I mean, on each hand. On each hand. The penguin's got six fingers, technically. <laughs> That's one thing we will give Trump. He's got the right number of fingers. A lot of allegedly. Critics, a lot of critics saying Trump doesn't have enough fingers. <laughs> I stand by Trump has the correct number of fingers. I guess this is the most positive connotation <laughs> I've spoken of Trump. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, so Batman does some research in the Penguin, finds out he was the member of a freak show in the Red Triangle Circus Group. And on several locations where the group, uh, where the circus stopped for shows, children had mysteriously gone missing. That's a good question. Do they address what happened to the kids? No, they never answer that question. Is the penguin a pedophile? What's going on with these kids? Well, I feel like if you were a pedophile, you'd do some catch and release. You know, catch and fuck them. <laughs> send them back into the world. I don't know. Maybe if you don't want to get caught. I guess of... he's very identifiable. Yeah. The... Yeah. <laughs> penguin. I'm making penguin hands. <laughs> which, which is a lot like Star Trek. Yeah. A lot like the, the live long and But these are actually three fingers and one finger. Yeah. His fingers are weirder than mine. Taking the penguins, we gotta, we gotta go faster. We're, we're just Let's barely into this. Speed, speed round. Taking the penguins' respectability a step further, Shrek plans to have the current mayor impeach and sign in replace with Oswald Cobblepot, who is the penguin's name. Though the penguin does not have <laughs> the kindly damage consultancy, relishes his rise to power. The circus gang uses setups to convince the public that the current mayor is unfit for office, developing even more support for the penguin. The penguin, this is the scene where he bites a guy on the nose, like an image consultant. You really gotta watch it. Yeah. I did like this part It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. The the guy's like making fun of the, the penguin, and penguin's like, huh, well, at least I don't have a, a blood, blood coming out of my nose. And he's like, huh, what? What? Guy just bites him on the nose. And I like the part when Jen was like, yeah, um, polls have shown that voters really like candidates with fingers. And she tries <laughs> to make him put on a pair of regular gloves. And I was like, Jen, you're fucking insane if you think that's gonna work. 
I just love Why haven't his parents thinking that? Just cut off his hands and put on some regular gloves. I love how he's just so over the top and everyone just like kind of treats him like a normal, like it's like they just don't see how insane he is. I mean, like blowing up doctor's gloves and just taping them to nubs and being like, these are my hands. It's it's a lot like uh, like Edward Scissorhands. It's like they where they're trying to like treat him like a normal person. Does Tim Burton have a hand thing? Does he? Are there any other Tim Burton movies with hand things? I can't think I of can't any. Think of but one. two's a lot. Two's, yeah. I can't think of any other directors with hand things at all. Quentin Tarantino's a foot thing. That's true. And a blood thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know if the blood thing's a fetish, but he's, he's he's pretty into it. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle had uh, had met in their usual identities, their secret identities, during a meeting with Shrek, and there's a mutual attraction, but neither one of them expects suspects the other of leading a double life. At night, as their alter egos, they encounter each other after Catwoman blows up a Shrek department store. They eventually had a violent cool. yeah. They have a violent fight, and in Catwoman being thrown off a tall building into a truck full of kitty litter. I hated that moment. I didn't like it either. Yeah. I did. Like, the fight was good, though. Was it even supposed to actually be kitty litter? Or I think it was just, like, sand. I think, well, yes, because they don't have huge trucks full of kitty litter yeah. just driving around. I didn't write the synopsis. I'm just reading from Oh, synopsis. I know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it isn't real kitty litter yeah. because you wouldn't carry that in an uncovered truck That's what because I was if thinking. any moisture got in, it would ruin the kitty litter. Yeah. But she has some line that is really bad. Where she's it's just like, like, uh, saved by kitty litter. Yeah. And you're just like... Come on. Oh, you're better than yeah. that. You know, she was, that suit was like so skin tight, they'd like vacuum her into that. That's cool. Yeah, and she could only film for like 15 minutes at a time so she wouldn't die. What? Yeah. They had to like depressurize her suit and like. That's to... like astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's also, a really the jacket she suit. used to make that suit. There is literally no possible way that there was enough of that fabric to make that. Also, it yes. doesn't stretch at all. Yeah, it's like a full body suit right. and mask. That looks super Tim Burton-y because of the stitches. Yeah. Uh, Selina, as Catwoman meets with the Penguin in an attempt to use his political power to get revenge on Batman. The Penguin agrees, clearly harboring intense lust for Catwoman, and they concoct a plan to frame Batman as a villain and turn all of Gotham against him. He's so gross in this scene. Yeah, he basically is, like, everything he's doing is basically the human equivalent of, like, miming eating someone out with your fingers. <laughs> if miming eating someone out with your fingers was a person, yeah, that's it would what be this the would be. Yeah. Exactly. That's the most perfect analogy I can imagine for this. It's very off-putting. Yeah. And gross. I mean, clearly, that's what they were going for. He's supposed to be He did a great he job. He did a great job. But. It's, like, hard to watch. He's so gross. Yeah, he talks about pussy at one point. Yeah. That, ugh, God. Yeah. It's just like, what? Barfed. <laughs> I just barfed. The plan unfolds on the night of the ceremonial Christmas tree lighting in the city square. A beauty queen known as the Ice Princess is in her dressing room preparing for the duty of pushing the button to light the tree. She's got a list with three things on it. Does she? But I didn't... she keeps losing the order of them. She's a queen. I go out, and then I push the button. Or do I push the button? And then, what? It was funny. My first ever, not even, crush is the wrong word, like like sexual attraction, romantic ice princess. Really? Yeah. 
I like her outfit she's wearing. It reminds me of a Barbie Christmas ornament. Yeah, she's got like a like a almost like a leotard, but yeah, like it's like a weird lined. corset leotard. Yeah, with a bunch of it's got fur on it and sequins all over it. I had this book, like a picture book of um, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. I didn't see I didn't see the movie until much. I was four when this came out. I read the book before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just read the, the picture book. Was, the picture book's much better than the movie, actually. They had to cut a lot of stuff. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a, a picture of the Ice Princess. Ice Queen? What is Ice Princess. Ice Princess. Um, and I would just stare at that picture and be filled with weird feelings that made me confused and angry. I just had to end up tearing up the book because I was confused by my feelings. Did you tear up the book for real? I think so, yeah. I don't understand what I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm never going to get over you reading the book before the movie. <laughs> I'm just never going to get over it. I had a novelization of the 1989 Batman, too, and I read that before I saw the movie. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Are your parents just like, we don't want to watch Batman again, give him the book? I don't know. I was, a little, I was one when the Batman... Came out. The 1989 came out. And they gave you a novelization of Not it? Not at that time. They didn't. Oh, okay. Later I'm sorry. On. I thought it was like a chapter book. The no. one was like, oh, you're having a baby? Here's a chapter book of the, the novelization of and the Batman parents, movie. My parents read this to me. They just sat on the side of my crib just reading. Yeah. And then the Joker fell into the pit of acid. And, and you were just like chewing on things with your baby teeth that exist and your baby <laughs> yeah. goatee. My, my super sharp pointy... Baby teeth. And your baby goatee. Mm-hmm. My baby goatee. Uh, so the, the penguin confronts the ice princess posing as a talent scout before injuring her with a bat-shaped throwing knife and kidnapping her. We it skipped over this, but he, Batman has like a remote control batarang mm-hmm. that he threw and knocked out like three penguin goons. And then this poodle woman with a, like a little trained dog jumps up and grabs the batarang. I think they made some kind of like Batman toy. Of this, it because I like have a too. very vivid memory of that. I Maybe would, it was a McDonald's toy or something. That sounds very plausible. Yeah. Were you born in this? You were born in 1991. Too. I was born in 92, so technically after this came out. But like, I had older cousins and okay. stuff, so they would have had toys from when this came out. Sure. Um, I think I had a car, like a penguin car, that they had, like a Happy Meal toy. That's dumb. He doesn't even drive a car. He has a helicopter. Maybe it was a duck. Maybe it was like a duck. There was like a, like a car in the shape of a duck. Yes. And he I had like a, that. like the hypno umbrella where it like spun yes. as as it moved. Yes, I love that. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, Bruce Wayne meanwhile had invited Selena Kyle to his mansion for dinner that evening. Their romance intensifies, but they see the news of the Ice Princess kidnapping on TV. They hastily make excuses to leave. I liked this part. I did too. I thought it was very good. I liked that they mentioned Vicki Vale. Yes. They, I did too. I was like, oh, are they just going to pretend she didn't exist? Yeah. No, they totally acknowledge yeah. her. A little weird to bring that up on a first date. Right. But I, I liked the continuity of it. Also, did he just let her go? She knows it the secret of his identity. It wasn't totally clear. They did just he kill her? They, they just kind of gloss over They say something about like she couldn't handle the double life. Or right. something. It's not clear. Which would be very annoying. Yeah. Dating Batman. 
Do you think you could handle it if Mackenzie was... Definitely no. <laughs> he, I can hardly handle smoke breaks. Like when we're watching TV, he's like, oh, I gotta go. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm just gonna go smoke real quick. What if you're just like, oh, I just gotta go... Uh, Let's say it's up. not even interfering with your time with him. It's, say it's just only on nights when you're working. He's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna protect the city, I'm gonna fight crime. You're not losing any time with him. But just knowing he was doing this thing... I don't think I'd like it. I don't think I could handle it. Uh, also, because I, like, trust him completely, but I'm also kind of a crazy person, so mm-hmm. I start to wonder, like, is he always fighting crime, or what if he's lying to me about when he's fighting crime and he's actually seeing someone else? That's a good point. Yeah. Plus, you, you can't... To handle somebody that you care about putting themselves in danger constantly is a... Also... The entire concept of Batman is fucking psychotic. <laughs> that too. I couldn't would, deal with that. You would realize, like, oh, I've been dating a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, I thought he was the one dating a crazy person. Uh, but really, it was me all along. And I'm just in a room alone looking in a mirror. Um, no, I couldn't do it. Yeah. No. Uh, the so they leave. They leave. They both... I also love that the, the excuses that they make are both like struggling to they right. to, to tell off for different Batman's things. Batman's like, uh, tell her a business deal came up. Tell her I had a business. I'm going to go business. Go go buy business. That sounds like a bad excuse you would make if you like have to poop. <laughs> it's like that um, part of the office when um, Kevin finds out about Oscar and the senator and they, at one point he's trying to avoid telling Angela and like stands up and just yells, I gotta go to the bathroom! And then they cut to like a master cut of him doing that all the time. <laughs> that sounds like somebody who like has diarrhea and they're like struggling to come up with an excuse and they can't think of anything. So they're just like, I have to go to poop. poop. Ah! <laughs> no, wait. Damn! I'm so close! I meant to say anything except that. I have to go wash my hands for 45 minutes. <laughs> Uh, the penguin, uh, so Batman hunts for the, the missing woman, finding her alive and bound in a tall building overlooking the town square. Before he can release her, Catwoman appears and drags the girl to the edge of the building. The penguin, out of sight, releases several bats that fly frantically around the girl's head, causing her to lose balance and fall, but giving the impression that Batman, visible to the crowd below, had pushed her. She lands on the tree switch, lighting it up and unleashing a flurry of bats that the penguin had hidden within its branches. Ultimate bat signal. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like it's just, the framing is so over the top. Right. I would be like, Batman doesn't have that much, like, show or theater presence. Yeah, he's not just throwing bats everywhere he goes. be awesome. Yeah. What if you just have, like, a gang of bats that flew around, like, a rain cloud over him? This would be like if I was trying to frame you for murder, and I killed somebody, I just got, like, a can of spray paint, and I wrote, uh... Chelsea was here. Wallace Wallace, was here. Wallace did this. I wrote like, Chelsea crossed out Wallace. (laughs) Wallace did this. Is it Wallace? Yeah, it's Wallace. (laughs) Wallace did this. Chelsea crossed out. Wilbur crossed it out. (laughs) Wallace. Question mark? Did this. Wallace Wilder did this murder. Is that right? XOXO. P.S. I am Wallace. (laughs) It was me. It was definitely me. Come get me. (laughs) Here's my address. You know where it is. It's a huge, giant mansion. Yeah. Um, so, the Batman attempts to flee in the Batmobile, 
but the penguin had placed a control device under the car that lets him steer from an arcade-style car hidden in a trailer. Batman, helpless, is trapped behind the wheel of the Batmobile as it veers through the streets, knocking over city property and frightening citizens. Batman manages to remove the control device before anyone is killed and returns home. He, when they say remove the control device, he just punches through the bottom of the car. Right. And just grabs this thing off the Which bottom of the car. Which was very cool. That was kind of nuts. I don't know. Why would you make a car you could punch through? Yeah. That's, That's... just bad. <laughs> My cardboard car. Is the car so bad or is Didn't he just so strong? Did you make this as a child? <laughs> no, you can't punch through steel. He's not Superman, man of steel. We can't make a car out of cardboard. It's in the name. Either way, it doesn't make sense. How did he punch through it? I don't know. Maybe that one spot is made of cardboard. Maybe he just has like a, like it's perforated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Punchier. Just in case. Just in case. That's possible. That's a problem with Batman is he's just so overprepared for everything that it, it starts getting ridiculous at some point. So like just in case the penguin puts a gadget on the bottom of my car to control it, I'm, I better leave some perforation. Which is neurotic. Yeah. I also, there, there's a moment uh, earlier in the scene, uh, not in the scene, in the movie, uh, just like in the first movie where the Batmobile is so impractical he can't make a left turn without a grappling hook. Yes. He has to make a U-turn in this, and so this device comes, he's just, the, the Batmobile is parked, and this device comes out of the bottom of the car, and kind of, it's like a, like a jack that like lifts the car up in the air, and it turns 360 degrees, and then lowers it back down. And then it sucks up into the bottom yeah. of the car. Yeah. He can't, he can't, this car cannot turn. For a second there, I was like, is that even what a U-turn is? Because I was like, technically it's a... Right, like it turns 180 degrees because mm-hmm. if it turned 360 degrees, it would move in a circle. Yeah, I, I think I said 360, I meant well, 180. But I was like so with you that I was like, it just moves the car in a circle and takes it back down. He also had some gadget where he was like fighting guys on stilts. Yes, and they just, it's like, oh, these are my stilt guy. Yeah, yeah. This, it's not even, I mean, it's just like a like it's like a little metal protrusion. Like, like tiny little, wings. Like T-Rex arms. They oh. come out of the side. Yeah. This would be so useless in anything but this extremely specific circumstance. Right. And I'm just like, it's like, was it a cartoon or a real life movie where Batman had just enough of those things to cut? You know I'm talking about when the Joker had Yes, the... that was the, the 1989 Batman. Oh, it was the same franchise. <laughs> it's exactly ah, the same. Okay, perfect. Well. Good. I'm glad I'm remembering things so yeah. well. This gadget is, is such a specific use. Uh, did you ever see Watchmen or, or read the comic book Watchmen? Yes, I've seen it. Do you remember? I think they you just you just saw the movie, right? You didn't. Yes, I have I, not read the novelization. <laughs> I think they did this in the movies, but I'm not totally certain. I've only seen it once. Okay, we'll see. There's a thing with Owlman where the the whole premise of Watchmen is it's like a much more realistic take on superheroes. And Which Owl, is insane. Yeah. And they, they are like crazy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Owlman is more blue people. He's very similar to Batman in a lot of ways. And they, um, he has like the, all the alternate owl suits. And so it's like a scuba suit and like a snow suit. And there's like one scene where he mentions like, you know, I never actually used any of those. What? And it's like, yeah, of course. When would you need a scuba suit for fighting crime? When are you going to need a scuba owl suit? It's like we never need Aquaman. Yeah. How often are you going to need a snow owl suit? 
Or like a like a heat proof suit. I wish more often, I think. Hmm. I think I wish that there were more circumstances where he would use that. I mean Batman uses all kinds of alternate suits. That's true. They all look the same. Yeah. Though satisfied with the sullying of Batman's reputation, Catwoman becomes an enemy of the penguins by refusing his sexual advances. He hooks Good choice. Yeah. He hooks onto her with one of his many tricks trick umbrellas which becomes a propeller that hoists her above the city and drops her through a greenhouse roof. She survives death yet again as she's acquired nine lives upon her transformation, which we are headcanning as she's just lucky. Yeah. That's, she didn't that's have it. nine lives. That's dumb. No, at least fucking insane. Cats cannot take or give life. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the science is there. We're going to have to agree to disagree. I just... I, I agree they can't give life. I'm with you on that part. Okay, fair. All right. <laughs> uh, that seems fair. Yeah. They can suck out your soul. You know what? You'd think that when the guy pushed you out of the building and onto your back and killed you, basically, that would be your rock bottom because <laughs> you're literally hitting the bottom. Mm. Uh, but no, if you'd fucked the penguin, that would really <laughs> be the bottom. Yeah. If you're Mel- Michelle Pfeiffer and you're fucking the penguin, you can I'm not even it. saying Danny DeVito because, like... If you're in 72, you can probably get it. But the penguin is the most vile thing. Yeah. Uh, forget even Michelle Pfeiffer. If you're any woman and yeah. you're fucking the penguin, that's your rock bottom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. How do you even do it? His belly's so big and he's got those little tiny legs. <laughs> How? No. Yes. No. There was this guy on the, the Howard Stern show. There's, there's this regular guy called High Pitch Eric. Who has just like a super high pitched voice? He sounds like Mickey Mouse. Mm, we are regular at the bar that's like that. Yeah, and this guy is a very, very obese, like his giant belly. And um, they had a, a contest on the show, um, like the the prettiest penis contest. And they had like all these guys show up, and um, they're standing behind like a wall, and they've got like a, a bunch of a series of holes in the wall. So they're just like sticking their dick through the hole. Mm-hmm. And George Takei is like judging to see who is like the best penis. Of all these people, he doesn't know who they are. You can only see the dick. Sure, yeah, that's fair. And Hypocheric is one of them. And Hypocheric has like a micro penis and a giant belly, so he like can't get his dick through this hole. <laughs> like it doesn't stick out as far as his belly what? goes. Yeah. There's a fact that's like for every 20 pounds you lose or something, you gain like a centimeter of penis length. I'm about to go on a diet. <laughs> Well, you have to be, like, fat for that to be a... I'm going to gain... I'm going to lose 200 pounds. You'll just... It's like, again, going back to the office. And they got that weight loss challenge. If I lose 200 pounds, that means I gain, like, a meter, right? Is that how that works? I'm not sure with the metric system. <laughs> going to be honest. That's 200 divided by 10... 20 is 10. 10 centimeters is more than 9. Yeah. I'm really good at math. That's why I don't have a math corner. Yeah. Just, <laughs> we need to get a math guy in on this. We're having a new, uh, can, should we talk about it? Just talk about it. We'll, we're bringing in a new co-host. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a math guy. Well, I'm certainly not. Or girl. We don't know. Girls We're not saying who this co-host is until they're here. 
I don't know. This doesn't have to be a secret. Why? why I don't know why you're, I'm like very confused. Like, was yeah. there a reveal? It's like, we have, are we going to have a Let's make co-host a gender reveal party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll have a, a cake. cake. Yeah, you'll find out it's Open a... a box full of balloons. I already know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know their gender identity. <laughs> exactly. It's the anarchist trans woman from earlier. That's right. <laughs> Kind of, I wish. Yeah, we'll find out soon. Chelsea knows who the co-host is. We'll find out soon who they are on the show when they come. It's Diane DeVito. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Fuck, I would cry. I, w- I wish that were true. I just got chills thinking about it. <laughs> the next day, the pink... Did you think that they abandoned framing Batman kind of quickly? It seems like they did. I mean, they made like one attempt to do it. You're like, ah, that's enough. Yeah, I mean, cats and penguins do not have long attention spans. <laughs> Cats definitely do not. Yeah. That's, again, my problem with having a cat-based villain is cats aren't that threatening. What? Cat? <laughs> just like you need a laser pointer. Yeah. That's all Batman needed to solve this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, I would have liked to have... have Never least... once have I seen a house cat and been like, that sexy. No. Also, cats' penises have barbs on them. Yeah. Not sexy. Poor lady cats. Poor lady cats. They had it coming. That's they asked they... for it by being born cats. <laughs> Did I ever tell you, I have a friend who used to live in this townhouse that had a feral cat infestation. <laughs> you did not. It was the weirdest infestation. You think infestation, you think like bugs or mice. Raccoons. They, they had like 40 feral cats living under this house. And they were just constantly cats fucking in their backyard. That's terrifying. Yeah. Were they in the walls? No, not in the walls, but like under, in like the crawl space and stuff. What kind of infestation is it even? Like under the crawl space, they had all these cats. And the cats having sex is very loud. Yeah. It's a horrifying sound. Yeah. And they... I remember at least... I think this happened a lot. That there's one cat who just never seemed to get laid. They was just like always watching. You just see all these other cats that having sex. Right. Yeah. That sounds... There's always that guy. <laughs> Every orgy you go to, there's always one guy who doesn't participate. Because he's the penguin. <laughs> no one wants to have sex He's the penguin of cats. The cat penguin, who would also coincidentally be called the penguin. Yeah. If we're going off of the same naming rules. I guess so. Cats have cat names according to the musical Cats. <laughs> That's right. It's a bad musical. Do not go see it. Anyway. Is that even an option to go see it anymore? Is yeah, it so it's around? on Broadway. Oh. Well, it was off-Broadway. Like, they took it away, and they came back this fall. <laughs> Not off-Broadway as in, like, smaller theater, but off-Broadway But they were like, in... no, we don't want it anymore. Yeah. And now it's back. I didn't know you that. You can go see it. You know yeah. much more about Broadway than I do, so I will Broadway. Do Broadway. Diamonds. <laughs> that doesn't come up in a while. No. The next... Yeah, I miss the Diamonds. Diamonds. The next day, the Penguin holds a press conference deciding the, uh, deriding the mayor for not providing sufficient protection against the allegedly dangerous Batman. Bruce Wayne and Alfred, however, managed to undo the Penguin's sterling reputation by playing through the loudspeakers a recording of a recent anti-Gotham rant that the Penguin uh, has delivered to Batman. crowd turns on him, and the Penguin decides to murder all the firstborn sons in Gotham. This has to be a Moses thing. There's no way that's not... Yeah, that's directly. Also, King Herod tries to do it to Jesus. That could be a Jesus thing. But no, the, for the beginning, they have to be going for Moses. Dear Tim Burton, is the P- 
penguin a Jesus thing? Question mark. <laughs> Love Danny and Wallace. <laughs> uh, so the penguin see, uh, sees this as revenge for his own parents discarding their firstborn son, and his first his main target is uh, Shrek's grown son Chip. No adult should have that name. You don't see many guys named Chip anymore. No, that's a good thing, I think. Uh, Bruce and Selina attend the Christmas party and soon realize their respective identities. Before they can leave, Penguin appears and announces... It should not have taken them this long. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I got (laughs) nothing. That's true. I mean, I feel like if you put on a Batman mask, I would still be like, oh, that's Danny. That's all superhero movies. Like it, it seems like it's so obvious. Right. But it's kind of worse when they don't... Like like in Green Lantern, somebody says, like, yeah, you got this little tiny mask. How would I not recognize you? And it's kind of even worse. Well, that was a terrible movie. That was a shitty movie. Um, Which is a shame, because I really do like the Green Lantern. I do, too. It, it feels like there's so much potential for a Green Lantern movie to be good. You know, they wanted Jack Black for that movie. I would have been better than Ryan Reynolds, almost. It was almost so bad that, like, go, go all the way! Yeah. Commit! <laughs> Swing for the fences! Yeah, but Ryan Reynolds is not... How Jordan's supposed to be this kind of uh, goody two-shoes, like, right. brave, tough, cool guy, like, 1950s cool guy. Mm-hmm. And that's not who Ryan Reynolds is. Mm-mm. Ryan Reynolds is good, and he's, like, a snarky kind of cracking jokes, right. wise-ass character. It, it doesn't, they don't... Yeah, Deadpool was a much better fit. Oh, Deadpool's a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, you know who else? I, I, before Deadpool came out, I was talking with a friend about who would be great if they made a Deadpool movie. I would have loved if they'd have Jim Carrey as Deadpool. Yeah. Honestly, I think you could have done John Krasinski as Deadpool. He's a strong actor with a good sense of comedic timing. He started off doing improv. I could definitely see John Krasinski in that. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. I'd like that. Mm -hmm. Bruce and Selena attend the Christmas party and soon realize their respective identities. Um, Penguin attempts to to kidnap Chip Shrek, but Max offers himself in his son's place. That is the stupidest name I've ever heard. Chip Shrek. Yes. It sounds like shipwreck. Chip Shrek. Chip Shrek. As the boat crashed into the rock, it was a Chip Shrek. That sounds like his dad was drunk when he was like, filling out the birth certificate. Yeah. Chip Shrek. Chip off the old block. That's his name. Chip off the old black Shrek. Did I tell you that, I, I guess we can say this on air now that we're using her real name, uh, Carolyn, her... Uh, extra, extra. She, she, she has kind of an unusual spelling of yes. her name. It's K-A-R-A-L-Y-N. Uh, her... It was supposed to be Coraline, and her dad did not know how to spell that. <laughs> That's like Oprah. Yeah. Wait, what happened with Oprah? Oprah's given name is Orpa. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Orpa? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real fact. That's really weird. Is there anyone else named Oprah? I feel like... She... Don't think there's anyone else named Orpa. Well, there's definitely no other Orpa. But I think Oprah is also kind of a... A made-up name. Like, it would have made more sense if that if they named their child Orca. I or think Oprah only doesn't sound Oprah. weird because we know Oprah. Yeah. If there had been no Oprah, Oprah would sound like an insane person's nonsense name. Yeah. Orpa. Orpa. 
Uh, Damn, what if her name was Coraline? That'd be cool. Yeah. And she'd be like the button eye girl. Yeah. Uh, Batman springs into action, attempting to stop the Penguin's plan. Penguin resorts to his backup idea of equipping his army of penguins with missiles and mind control devices, sending them into the streets to punish all of Gotham's children. This is the most insane backup plan yes. of all time. Yes. I'm going to kidnap and murder everyone's firstborn children, or if that doesn't work, I guess I'll just send penguins out to blow up the streets. There's What? There's like ten minutes left in this movie, and they just pull out of their ass like, uh, army of penguins with rocket launchers? <laughs> they were already like, well, we already had to get the penguins for that first day when we yeah. had the penguins. We should use the penguins again. Yeah. I mean, we're paying for them. Yeah, you can't just not use them. That's it's, literally what happened. So I was like, I don't think we're using the penguins enough. It was so insane, but I also loved it. Yeah, no, me too. I was in for it. I was like, well, this is fine. It's just like the rubber ducky thing where it doesn't make any sense, but it is so great that I bought it anyway. What if the rubber ducky came back? I think it did. Wasn't that consistently through the movie? He's floating around the sewers in a rubber ducky, giant rubber ducky boat. You're right. He is. Uh, Batman attempts to direct the suicide bomber penguins back to the zoo to destroy the penguin rather than the city. Batman confronts the irate penguin who attempts to attack him with a sword umbrella but falls into the toxic water below his leg. That's the most insane couple sentences yeah. I've had to ever read. I'm honestly... Just now realizing that I'm disappointed that you, that we weren't just reading from the picture book of Batman Returns this whole time. Just now realized I was disappointed by that, and also I would love to see that sentence, the children's book version. I gotta look around. Maybe I didn't tear it up. I'll, next time I go home, I'm gonna look around and see if I can find this. I would really like to see it. I might have like drawn, like scribbled over her, or just been so angry by how. The confusing feelings. That I she... honestly want to see it more because of that. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> um, this feels like I'm describing a dream I had though. Yes. The penguin sends out a bunch of penguins <laughs> with rocket launchers. And then penguins with rocket launchers are like going around and like blowing stuff up, but mind control. Right. Then Batman tricks the penguins. The penguin brings out his sword, his umbrella, which is also a sword. Which is different than his umbrella that's a helicopter. Or the umbrella that's a gun. Or the umbrella that's a spinning mind control device. That doesn't actually mind control. Just it just gives people really bad headaches. Yeah. According to him. Right. Shrek attempts to escape the lair but is intercepted by Catwoman bent on revenge. Batman attempts to convince her to let Max uh, be sent to prison. But Max shoots her several times, taking away most of her remaining lives. She electrocutes him with a live power line and a taser. An electrical explosion occurs during which Catwoman disappears. It skips over it, but there's this great moment where he is confronting Catwoman and he tears off his mask. And if you're watching carefully, he has eyeliner on. Yes. And then it cuts away and it cuts back to him. No eyeliner as he pulls off the mask. It's amazing. The makeup. Just yeah. makeup wipes. Yeah. <laughs> the eyeliner is a really good touch, though. I kind of like that. It makes eyeliner. eyes pop. Yeah. And it also makes more sense. It would look the weird. mask would look stupid without the eyeliner. It would eyeliner. look really dumb without that. We've seen it without the yeah, eyeliner. It looks dumb. It looks dumb. <laughs> We've seen it a lot. It's pretty dumb. Can't believe nobody figured out, like, what if we just color in the holes? Yeah. Around his eyes, so be cooler, whatever. And now it's become like a staple of Batman, of superheroes in general. The Phantom well, that's, the same thing. This Batman is the same thing. Yeah. No. Like, uh, uh, well, just like that so many of modern 
Batman things that you're like, oh, Batman would definitely do that. Why would he not have a different voice for when he's Batman and when he's regular? Yeah. But that's Michael Keaton. Yeah, he totally changed what Batman is. Now we think of Batman. Um, so the, the penguin emerges from the water, fatally hurt by the toxins. Uh, but before he can pick up his deadly umbrella and kill penguin, kill Batman, he dies. And six penguins drag his body into the water. It's like a weird penguin Viking burial. Yeah, they were like pallbearers, like yeah. dragging him into the water. It would take more than six penguins to move Danny DeVito. He's very fat. Mm. Sometime later, Bruce is being driven home in his limo by Alfred. He sees a shadow play across the alley wall. After leaving the car to investigate, Bruce finds only a small gray cat. Returning to their car with the cat, both Butler and Master wish each other a Merry Christmas. The bat signal appears overhead, and Catwoman appears, proof that Selina has one remaining life. And that was Batman Returns. With a bunch of other stuff we talked about. Yeah. I still think Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. Definitely so far. There's no... Let's... We don't even really have to talk about our big list of Batman. I think it's clear. He's he's number one right now. He's staying at number one. Yeah. There's nothing he did that bumps him down. No, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's really so good. good. What did you think of this movie overall? Do you recommend this movie? Yes. Yeah. I 100% recommend this movie. It's fucking insane. It's great. Please smoke a joint and watch this. It's really fun. I would love to see somebody... Or drink a bottle of wine. And watch this and try to keep up with what's going on. I would love to see somebody cut Batman out of this movie and see what that movie's like without him. But uh, I feel like there's probably a way to cut this movie where it's a romantic comedy between the Penguin and Catwoman. This is the one I said on our 1989 Batman podcast. Someone had recut that as a German expressionist film. As wrong, it's this one. Oh, it is? Yeah. So there is a cut like that. That's kind of like the Blue Angel that I was saying because it's like a gross... Um, Blue Angel? Mm-hmm. The, it's like, Die Blaume Angel. It's a German expressionist film. Oh, okay. Um, and But it's like this gross philosophy professor who falls in love with this nightclub singer slash stripper slash dancer. But he, in class all day, talks about like the immorality of going to that club she works at and like judges his students for it. But then he falls in love with her and then she leaves him and then I think he kills himself. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie from, like, the 30s with Marlene Dietrich. Uh, but, yeah, great movie. See it. Watch it. See it. You got any dates coming up? I do. Uh, I'm going to be at, i got a bunch of dates this month. I'm going to be at Beast of Burning at 8 o'clock on the March 2nd. And then I'm going to be at Eastville Comedy Club at 9 o'clock every Tuesday this month. That's the 6th, 13th, 20th, 27th. I will be somewhere in Philly on the 25th. I don't know off the top of my head where it is. But I'll plug that more and we'll get closer. And I will be at uh, The Looking Glass at 8 o'clock on March 31st. Uh, Wallace, what do you got? What do you want to plug? Uh, I have nothing right now. Follow Wallace on Twitter, a mouthy broad. Also Instagram, same thing. Very creative. Find us on Facebook. I'm Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. That's also my Instagram. I mean, my, my Twitter. It's just at Danny Rathbun. Yes. Wallace is Wallace Wilder. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Venmo if you want to send me money. <laughs> I would very greatly appreciate that. Like and subscribe to the Facebook page. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Twitter. Next week on the show, we're doing... 
Uh, we're skipping around a bit. We've been skipping over Barman and Drogon. We, do you want to do that one next week and try and coordinate how we're doing that? Sure. All right, so we'll do Barman and Drogon. It's going to be an adventure. For sure. Green! Green, I forgot! <laughs>